So, a chat with Finbar, eh? Exciting. Yeah, exciting. Uh, like, profound beyond what we expected when we wandered into that little part of Galway. Like, we what we... We heard about Finbar from your mate Dee. Yeah, she had gone to an exhibition of his as part of a children's festival and she just fell in love with his paintings mm-hmm. and rang me straight away and said, you have to go find this guy, you have to get him on your podcast. He does paintings that are designed to look like the inside of his mind when he's meditating. So but when, when we got there, that was anyth- not anything but, but that was like the tip of the iceberg. Wasn't it? I mean, like, uh, from his, like, transition from a graffiti artist right through to, like, his his own awakenings and his own kind of spiritual development and then him helping you have a bit of spiritual development as well. Well, both of us, but you that had was, a moment. That was a moment. That was a serious moment. It was my first cry, cry on life cry on podcast camera. thing. Yeah. I think I held it in because I was a little bit inhibited about, is it okay? I'm yeah. hosting this. Should I be crying and having this? But it went very much from that feeling, which it has been in podcasts before, that mm. we're hosting a podcast and we've invited a guest on, and then we're kind of channeling a conversation. Yeah, sort of thing. yeah, it felt very much like we were his guests, Absolutely. and he was holding the space and like not manipulating us, but he was the one who was kind of guiding us and and then to eventually guiding yeah. me to a conclusion about my life that I had never thought about before. That's been affecting me markedly ever since. Yeah, so. Enjoy this one, guys. This is a real... Oh, it was a real trip. It was amazing. The hairs were from the back of my neck actually thinking about totally. it, which is mad. And, um, and if you are listening to this on audio, please go to YouTube and have a little watch of it mm. because seeing his beautiful paintings just gives you such a, a beautiful framework for the idea of who he is and how he came to his paintings. You just have to see them because they're so beautiful. Yeah, and if you try and find them online, sit with them and go and actually look at them and consider who he is after our chat. Um Okay, so uh, in the meantime, if you're looking to support what we do, go over to patreon.com. Please give us like the price of like a cup of coffee a month. Like it's really not a lot to ask, but it makes a massive difference to what we can do this year. We have big dreams. We're going to talk to you about again about that. Uh, if you want to buy Newsus, you can use our discount code, which is wellness15, and you'll get 15% off. That's on the UK site. Or if you want to pick up one of these funky little machines, our little swivel robot, go to uh, techinvasion.co.uk and use the code HOPSWIVEL5% and you get 5% off. They are pricey, but oh my God, look what you can do with them. You can take your microphones and make them into markers. They'll follow you around the room. You can do all sorts of movement-based things with them. We haven't even explored the full reach of this anyway. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, have a good one. Enjoy Enjoy Finbar. Bye. And it's like the the idea of skill versus expression, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing because even my son's four and he um, he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't have like a natural aptitude towards art like some of his friends are doing, you know, doing yeah. figurative things, and he just like whatever. Um, and like, and I've never said anything about it. For me, it's just like do it if you want to, don't do it. There's nothing, you know. But he's already identified in himself that he's not good at art, mm. and so he'll oh. say that he'll be like, oh, I don't know, I'm not good at art. Yeah, and you're like, course. how did that come in? Like, I didn't put that in there for sure, but he he's getting it from school in some way from school how somehow. M- how much is that his his own from what you've experienced? How much that is it his own actual understanding of what figurative things outside should be what is on his page, or is is that is he being told that by people? Do you reckon at this stage? Or? Well, I, well, he's probably very observant anyway. Mm. Um, but actually, usually around the age of four, if you ask a group of 
children who's the smartest they're all like I am who's the best at art I am because they they aren't judging themselves based on their surroundings Mm. but by the age of seven they have and it's like so they're viewing other people and they're then going who's the best at art she is who's the fastest at running he is Mm. who's the best totally like that though yeah so already he's judging himself based on his surroundings Mm. nothing to do with you yeah well I mean obviously but the in that moment then he's weighing up where he fits in mm. and how to fit into society yeah, 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 and then yeah. this is where the personalities start to build yeah. Yeah. and uh, when when they do that then they start to put in their limits mm. yeah totally that. reinforcing that as Jesus totally. and so for you like so I didn't I was crap at drawing I remember like I as a as a tiny I went to like an RHA day where there was like a drawing thing for for kids and I remember coming home with something and I still remember it, it was, it was a tree thing and it was just, it was my idea of a tree. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna say just a, a bad tree. I know I shouldn't say that, but like it wasn't, it was, I didn't think it was great, but my parents also went like, mm. <laughs> you know, they were a bit glum about it. And there was sort of an understanding like Finn's got limitations around drawings, he's not gonna do that art thing. And then when I left school, I went to like design college and then like, just because it was, to be honest, it was an AQA and I went to industrial design, but I suddenly found when I actually immersed myself in it, absolutely like the idea of little sketching, drawing, rendering, loved it and could do it. But it, it's weird that like for up until the, the year of age of 18, I understood that I had limitations that I wouldn't be able to do it. And when I went to college, I was like, I hope loads of this is on computers because I don't really know if I'm going to be able yeah. to achieve this otherwise. Yeah. Um, how much for you is like a learnt aspect versus an innate skill when it comes to that sort of well we are we are recording actually but we're not like in it yet how much of it is is a a learned skill versus an innate thing do you well i suppose you need the skill set to produce what your intention is yeah and it's like that's like being mindful you know when you have control of your thoughts and your brain and your awareness of it and it's like but then to allow yourself to flow and let the creative energy out of you yeah you need to not be in the thinking but using it as secondary yeah so your intuition needs to take over to allow the the process okay and do you just sort of check in with it every now and then sort of thing like yeah. yeah well it's a balance yeah. you know I, I would like actually I was chatting with a friend of mine Eski a surfer and uh, mm. uh, we were talking about that that moment of riding a wave mm. and it's like you have all the skills but you need to be able to respond to the moment yeah. so it's like when you're flowing through that that's 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 the magic moment yeah, 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 yeah. and as you go through it, and with painting it's the same it's like as soon as like if you if you're on the surfboard and you start to think you're gonna like you're gonna lose yeah. the bunch. Yeah, yeah, and you're gonna yeah, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. And same with painting. Mm. So it's like when I paint, it's it's very much about responding to the moment yeah, yeah, with yeah. everything that I've learned in my entire life mm. to be able to to get that feeling to continue. Yeah. And the longer you can sustain that feeling, yeah, it, it, I suppose is your is your res- practice, yeah your practice yeah. Okay. yeah cool. But but like so you need to learn skills. Yeah. But but not be owned by them yeah because usually like you'll find that people learn the skill and then they overthink mm. and then they're in their head and then it's like it t- it's exhausting and it's yeah. like it's never right it's never perfect and that's what the academic version of art teaches you to do to a degree eh? yeah. yeah yeah which you know it, it's like you have to understand who you are mm. and then and then on, and then when that person has been helping you to learn guiding you yeah where are their limits 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And like, if you don't know yourself, you're gonna take on their limits. Mm, mm, mm. God, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Of course, yeah. Mm. Yeah, because you don't know anything else. That's you're just receiving like whatever they're able to give. Yeah. And like when we're younger, in our early twenties, we're really like we're sponges we're taking it all in college as like an experience I want I want and you're always trying to be ahead mm. you're always this need to be like oh, I need to be better and do more and and, and you, like I look at 20 year olds I'm like Jesus I couldn't do the amount of work they're doing yeah. but it's because they're trying everything all at once and they need to figure out who they are yeah. through an outer experience and then as you get older you start to go inward mm. and you start to go okay well actually this feels right to me and that so you're looking more inward and that that journey is it's the beginning of i suppose the process yeah um but most people can't sit in their own energy yeah they find it difficult yeah yeah, yeah. and it's like and to actually be able to stay there and be quiet and that's usually because there's pain and trauma mm. in your body and you, mm. you're uncomfortable with being mm. in your own energy and it's mm. like so it's easier to be busy outside yeah than to come inward yeah. we were just talking yeah. about this that, that the culture <laughs> of busyness that's oh happening yeah and this this thing of like needing to identify as busy and like recently I've been really busy mm. and people keep asking me like so how are you and I'm saying busy which is not a stock response for me it's just genuinely what is happening now yeah. in my life the people go great that's yeah. really great and you're like value. yeah it's <laughs> so value, interesting exactly. that everyone's yeah. like ooh that's good yeah and, you know, and also the, is, like how are you are you busy like that's yes. like you don't give you a chance to answer with anything else yeah, yeah. but also even like in response to like you know if you're going I've been going through some stuff in my life that's been challenging recently mm. and and so the people who know that when they ask me how I am and I say busy they all go but that's really good isn't it because when you're really busy like that's what gets you through those tough times mm. because you just keep going and you don't think mm. and I'm like hmm yeah no that's not really how I do that though because <laughs> I feel like I want to actually yeah, like yeah. process this and yeah. then move through it yeah. I don't want to just pretend it doesn't exist and then just keep barreling on and I understand the value of is definitely a value to having to get up in the morning and achieve certain things so that you're not like I'm just going to take to my bed and do mm. absolutely nothing yeah. but there's that balance between like engaging with the world and yourself and just ignoring it and just yeah just plowing through and, in a and it's always way. balance mm. that's the thing it's like you know at times we do need to be more in the logical practical mm. world because mm. you can't process everything at once yeah. and it's not like if I do it now it's done forever yeah. yeah that's the other thing people are like oh I'm just gonna do this this I'm gonna do this course and I'm gonna feel all my feelings and then I'm gonna be done yeah. I never have to look at it again yeah, yeah it's yeah. like oh no that's not how no. this works yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like you're looking at the first layer yeah and then you slowly start to go through that and when you process you're like oh I feel great and it's like oh my god I'm up here this is brilliant and it's like now you've built the strength to go back in and look deeper mm. yeah, yeah and it's yeah. continual mm. and it's never ending yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, I think that <laughs> yeah. I remember doing I remember I used to have this kind of process around like New Year's Day it was never New Year's Eve for me it was always about New Year's Day and go for a big walk and then I would sit and really try to implement practices around self-reflection and just sort of analyzing what were things that were coming up in myself that I wasn't delighted with and mm. things that I wanted to work on and what were things that I felt like I had I'd got to a good place and just kind of taking stock in that moment and thinking forwards to the year like what was I going to work on and and then I would come back to that every January to kind of just go and what what's changed yeah. um but what's so funny is you kind of do that in January and you feel really good about it then you're like yeah okay good I've got this thing and I feel good about this stuff and this stuff not so much so I'm going to work on those things and that kind of carries you through where you kind of go, oh, I've done that. Mm, and then yeah. suddenly, like four months in, you're like, 
oh no 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 i'm doing those things i'm doing all the things again because i just i've gone like i've done my self-reflection yeah yeah i've done that good it's not like it's not a process yeah yeah and for kind of forgetting that it's like now obviously when you have like a regular practice of meditation or whatever you're coming to that stop taking every day and maybe twice a day or Mm. three times a day or more um and so then you're constantly in this place of analysis before it would be like january yeah do that stop taking see you next january it's it's so (laughs) difficult to start it but like and so easy to stop it yeah. as well you know like it, the best things I keep coming back to this, the best things for us are the easiest things to quit mm, it's, it's bizarre like as humans we really don't set ourselves up we set ourselves up to fail in so many ways that mm. like the, the the difficult things the things that are not good for us are, are, are terribly tough to resist and really easy to keep going on and the opposite for all the like the self-care practices all the the things that we know they're taking stock of of where we're at yeah would you like that's what you that's the story you tell yourself as well. True, true. You're so, you're so right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, this is, yeah. from that perspective, things that might be as good for us seem like easier things to do. Uh. But it's only because you're not being 100% honest with yourself. Mm. And it's like, like for me at the moment, it's like I, I'm very happy. Uh, and I understand that when I used to try and escape life, I didn't know that it was because I wanted to escape certain feelings or mm. and I, I, I didn't have awareness of what they were okay, yeah, so yeah. it's like bringing it back when you become aware of what you really are and let go of the stuff that you've taken on mm-hmm. you're actually much happier so the idea of self-love yeah. is like oh that's a natural idea now yeah. it's like I, I don't want to not feel myself and somewhat it's compulsive yeah. in that way I guess yeah, yeah but yeah. When, when you don't know what the actual issue is yeah. or your insecurity or your need in the actual moment of escape yeah. then it, it doesn't the it reflex doesn't. goes that way rather than this yeah. way yeah, yeah, yeah but whereby if you can acknowledge what the truth is then yeah. you're like oh and then you don't beat yourself up for feeling that way yeah. and it allows you go, to go into it yeah it makes sense yeah. So and then you move towards that love. Yeah. Yeah. Continually. And I think the biggest thing for people to realize is that they are the love. Mm. And actually, there's a block that they've instilled at some point in their life to protect themselves. Mm. And when that, when they become aware of what that block is and why it was there, then they can go, oh, now I can start to acknowledge that, and then with time accept it, which is a process, mm. knowing it is yeah. different to the experience. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can kind of allow yourself to do that gently mm. and not beat yourself up you go okay i feel this now and i i maybe don't want to do anything it's like you know if you're going through a hard time at the moment mm. you go fuck just want to i don't know what i want i'm just like oh mm-hmm. it's like but that for it like not beating yourself up in that moment that's a huge step yeah and you're like okay and and people will have advice and they'll tell you this and that and everything it's like listen to yourself mm. allow yourself to do what you feel like because that's your body will tell yeah. you yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. True, Big time. Yeah, the, the the allowing yourself to do the thing that's going to help you most at any one time mm. is a huge challenge. Yeah. Well, that is very interesting because why you don't allow yourself to do it is for perceived need based on your feeling of lack of worth. Yeah. So when you're in that moment and you go, oh, I want to do this, but I have to do this you've attached a value to the thing that you have to do and in your head that's why you'll be worth something in this life rather than understanding that you're already of value Mm. and it's like so then you're creating this reality for yourself to bring you back to the fact that you were of value in the first place and it's like so we busy ourselves doing all those things when you know that you're worthy just by being Mm. and it's like that's that's huge anything you create from that place in life will have so much value that 
people will just be like drawn to you like a, a light mm. and it's like uh, but most people put all these other things around them to keep them busy mm. and it's like if you're busy you're not in your own energy mm. and then people are like oh I don't want to be around that that's too much yeah so most of my friends who are doing really well in life we, we talk on the phone we're laughing it's like yeah, people are always going around saying they're busy and stuff it's like yeah I'm just I'm it's the middle of the day and I'm walking to the park and I'm talking to you it's mm. like you know that's that's my reality and yeah, it's like yeah. and it's like and I might go and work for two hours today, but the work I do in two hours will be worth more than a week of being busy. Yeah. And it's like, but I know that. And I only know through my own experience and I've done the busy. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you have to allow people their own experience because telling them doesn't do any good. No, 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 of course but, not. Yeah. But when somebody comes to you and asks you like, how, how have you simplified your life? How are you calm all the time? And mm. wh wh what is it? Yeah, you're, yeah, like, yeah. you're like, you're like, and you could tell them how you did it, but they yeah. still have to allow that for themselves because they're, mm. they're removing their own blocks, yeah. which takes time. Mm. Yeah, Thank you for that. so much. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess I'm interested in knowing how did you come to have this approach to your art? Like, were you always someone who is involved in meditation and self-analysis and this kind of feeling way of being? Or is that something that just arrived at some point? Um, I remember my first experience of meditation, clearly. Uh, my mother dragged me to yoga when I was a teenager. And uh, she was always, she was practicing for years and uh, at a lovely, um, guy teacher Nolik was her name and uh, at the end she used to do a little meditation like a body scan and I was 17 and I was like okay and uh, I went down through my body and then it was like and then there was a moment where I stopped thinking I was like oh my god <laughs> what was that <laughs> it's like, I was yeah. like mm. and it, that that moment and it was unbelievable it was like and again everyone knows their own experiences in life and that's the most important thing and anyone I work with them like your experience is important for you mm -hmm. it's like when you're with someone they can hold a space that you can have your own experience and that's what you learn to trust mm -hmm. uh, so that moment for me was like wow that's something and I was a busy head and I was like and I lived completely up here until I was about 24 and mm -hmm. that was my way of coping in this life and a survival technique which everyone does their own way um, and the, I suppose f when things really start to, I had loads of experiences through life. You know, when people say, especially in Ireland, we have a lot of kind of uh, intuition and understanding from a, a bigger picture. So I was always like called an old soul. Yeah, yeah. And that's what that's what people teach us an old soul. Mm -hmm. It's like, and I'd be there as a child just looking through people, and mm -hmm. it was like, hmm. And my sisters are just like that too. Like they're much younger than I am, but like if you put them beside adults. Th 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 <laughs> Adults <laughs> are just like, oh, oh God. Being yeah. challenged. <laughs> yeah, they're their own mm. exposed, you know yeah. what I mean? Because you know when someone sees you. Yeah. And it's like, but then to understand that someone who sees you, if they've done the work on themselves, doesn't judge where anyone yeah. is at. Yeah. That person is there because of their life and their learning and their need. Um, so, yeah, I did the whole, I painted graffiti for years. And I learned a lot about community and trying to belong and trying to find your place in society based on an identity that you attach to and uh yeah so like bold graffiti is in the illegal sort or like paid street art situations or? uh paid street art didn't exist when i started graffiti. okay we're, yeah. we're too young for that come on <laughs> um so the 
the kind of need, I suppose, the kind that I was free. Okay, yeah, freedom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, the bold times, and sure. uh, but not with bad intention behind it. Okay, so what when you when you started graffiti, what was your intention behind it? What did you understand about what you were doing as a process? Um, I didn't. It was just doing. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was a need that I didn't know anything about graffiti. I didn't know anyone who painted graffiti. There was there was nothing really around. It was just it was just I saw some uh, kind of a, a spray painted logo in my estate when we were about eight, I think, mm. and uh, the some guys had skated through and done it. I met them years later and we chatted. I was like, you know, <laughs> it was like it was really funny was at a house party one time. It was no just way. like, um, and I. Every all the kids were like, "Oh my god!" and they were like, "I can't believe they've done this. We're going to get these guys and everyone." This kind of attitude of territory, yeah. ours, ownership, mm-hmm. right? And I just looked at it. That's kind of cool. It's just like, hmm, why not? Yeah. And I suppose that little light bulb moment of, there's no rules. These are all attachments in our head. And I was like, as a child, I was like, oh, I I like the look of that. Mm. So, when I was in school, I was a daydreamer, and I called it floating. One of a lady that has taught me a lot of, in life would call that feeling of when you leave your body and then you come back mm-hmm. and you're like, where have you been? And I was like, so I was constantly trying to escape the present moment because I just didn't want to be there. And it was like, so I would draw and doodle and I'd drift and I'd come back and the teachers would be I was never causing trouble, but I was drawing and then there was drawing all over everything and then all over the tables and then the walls. And it just continued. <laughs> there, was, there wasn't enough space. Right. So... That became that started to become graffiti, and I met people and I started to learn. And then I went to art college and I went to do painting, but was actually more attracted to the graphic design element, mm-hmm. visual communication. I think maybe the structure I possibly needed it. I was mm-hmm. kind of I was wild enough, and it was like uh, so I went into that and then developed critical thinking and. Um, I suppose understanding when you communicate something, who the viewer is and the audience, and that balance, the relationship, yeah, and yeah, yeah. that everything has a meaning. But it went to the point that I did that for so long that I exhausted myself. Because mm-hmm. like you have to think about everything that you do. I couldn't drip paint in the studio when I got it. I was just like, oh, I'm so controlled. Oh, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. And. Um, and my friend, who's an art director, she always laughs at me. She was like, you were never meant to be a designer. Just, just no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Far too much structure and process. Oh, it, I blocked myself. Mm. I analyzed everything I did mm. until I exhausted myself trying to reach perfection, which doesn't exist. And you're just like, and you could probably relate to this and everyone usually can at some point in their life. And it was like, uh, that was the continual block. I would set myself up to reach this expected perfection result. And it was like, then I would fail, then I would beat myself up mm-hmm. and I wouldn't allow myself to do anything that I wanted to do, mm-hmm. which then goes against what your nature is to allow who you are. So I suppose with with all of that in mind, I had lots of different experiences through life where like when you go to paint graffiti, you're out and you're and you, you can only work in that moment, in that space, yeah. and you have to create and then you have to leave. Mm-hmm. So it's a constant process of creating and letting go mm-hmm. and no time to think. And that's what I needed. So that's okay. why I was attracted to it. It was like, oh, okay. And the, the ones that I probably had the most joy doing were the ones that I created as an environment that stopped me from thinking. Yeah. And now my process is very similar to that. And uh, can I ask, so in terms of graffiti pieces, uh, did you have an identity that was known? That would like, did you have a tag? Was it from, yeah. yeah, okay, so you were kind of like in the graffiti kind of subculture. Yeah. Would have been around a bit. Okay. Yeah, like, right. I mean, 
uh, graffiti as a as a culture is like it's like a big family. Yes. And it's like uh, and Ireland's very small, so I'm like yeah. just as much as you'd know anyone doing yoga or design. Yeah. You know, it's very small. Yeah. And it's yeah, like yeah. it was the same with graffiti back then and still now. And uh, so we used to all paint together around Ireland and and then abroad and travel and paint different countries. Could, get on a flight by yourself with, with nowhere to go. You get you arrive in a destination, walk into a paint shop and go, I'm from Ireland and I paint. They're like, oh, what do you write? And you'd be like, you'd say your name. They're like, oh, you're friends with such and such. And I like wow. that piece you did. And I'm like, oh, and then suddenly you're on an adventure. That's great. Freedom, yeah. just complete, like- It's just, a universal language sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And it's like, and a very social kind of, mm. but with c competition in it. Okay, yeah. So the competition then is where the ego builds. Mm. And it's like, and, everyone has to build an ego mm. to let it go mm. because the, the, when you build the ego you kind of go i am this i am and you attach to this identity mm -hmm. and whatever your work is and you mo you'll find most people are attached to who they think they are mm -hmm. and um then you need to go through that to let it go and if yeah. you the bigger the ego you build the harder it is to let go but god when you do then you go oh my god i mm. haven't got a clue who i am that's yeah. the first step of to getting know getting to know yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what, what sort of age did that happen for you? And was there a critical kind of like crystallization moment that? Um, I suppose I, I broke it down in different points. I was like, I used to have a, a graffiti name, and I and I travelled extensively with that, and I wasn't as competitive as a lot of the illegal painters and stuff. I, mm -hmm. I was very social. And yeah. A lot of people who paint graffiti are actually just very nerdy. If you think about it, yeah. you, you sit down and you study letters and draw all day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like typographers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but just in a different playground. Yeah. And uh, so I suppose in Europe, I found a lot more of the nerdy side. And I was like, oh, I'm much more like that type of graffiti writer. Mm -hmm. And I could, I could, I felt like I belonged. And I was like, um, so eventually I kind of gave up my graffiti name and started just writing Finbar and that was when I was 24 and I started writing Finbar 247 like Finbar all the time mm -hmm. and that kind of allowed me to put myself out there rather than always hiding mm -hmm. yeah and it was like I suppose a, a journey to accepting yourself and it's like and like I laughed my friend Shane uh, Shane O'Malley he paints as well and we, we were both painted graffiti we both went to design college together and we had the similar journey and he's very mechanical in his thinking around it and then I was much more the fluid but okay. learning the same lessons throughout life and uh, you you slowly kind of come back to yourself mm -hmm. and it's like coming closer and closer so it started as Finbar 247 I was like okay I'm a graffiti writer and this is who I am and, and it's like yeah I know myself because mm -hmm. I was attached to that that idea of strength mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then it was like graffiti writer suddenly became a graffiti artist I was like, okay, I'm kind of closer. And then it was like, mm -hmm. it moved into street art because I was able to paint portraits or I could paint anything with yeah. paint. It was just a way, a tool and a way to express. But it took me a long time to call myself an artist. Okay. And this is the one thing that I find most people say, oh, I'm, yeah, I like that, but I'm not an artist. Mm. And it's like, and I remember that. And it was like, it was 2015 that I was like, I just kind of stopped going. I was like, you can call me whatever you want because whatever I attach to being called an artist is an idea in my head. What you say is an idea in your head and actually yeah. it, it doesn't really matter. It's like I wrote these words, but I'm not a poet. What, what is it around art and around those things that doesn't allow people or that people feel such a barrier? Like any other, you know, in the creative industry, I mean, yeah. graphic designer is fine, you can say that, but saying artist is another whole leap. What do you think, because it suggests something around ego or what, what are people thinking about that in terms of themselves? Like, I, I'm sure there's lots of different perspectives, but I suppose, yeah. 
being an artist for one for one can be it can seem self-indulgent yeah mm-hmm. this idea of like i'm an artist i have a right to express more than others mm-hmm. and it's like okay hmm now am i am i really that or am i and so then you're like what gives me the right to be who i am mm-hmm. so straight away you're judging yourself and it's like but i would find that when somebody allows themselves to do what they naturally feel and to be a creative it uh it's the idea of trusting the process. So when you're a designer, you're working towards an expected result and you know the value. Mm, yeah, true. You're yeah. like, okay, I am a value because I'm gonna create this. When you're an artist, you have to allow yourself to create something and will only understand the value after the process. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Now, how many people can do that? Mm. Well, I mean, I think everybody can do that, but yeah. it's just the... So what's the missing, yeah. what's the missing bit there? What's the bridge? Yeah, yeah. trust. Mm. Now, how many people have trust? Yeah, in themselves. Yeah. yeah. And the trust is usually, as a child, will be taken away at some point. Because it shows you how like it's endemic the problem is, that pretty much everybody has that impression of the word artist. It's kind of universal where, mm. you know, it's used as a pejorative term almost when you have like a, a prima donna person who might be difficult to manage. They're going, mm. like, such an artist or whatever, you know, mm. that sort of thing. It's, it's mm. really, it's, it's used as that yeah. term as opposed to, yeah. It's um, seen as indulgent, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, that they're the normal people who go to work for money mm. and do the proper jobs mm. and then they're the artists who've allowed themselves yeah. to be outside of society ex- and have the right to be mm. extravagant in their yeah. lifestyle it, that ex- extravagant is the word isn't, isn't it because mm. you kind of go who are they who do they, who think, do they, they think they are yeah yeah and it's like god would they get a real job and yeah. all these things and i mean most people have this voice in their head that says all of these things mm. and you're kind of like okay but then to understand by allowing yourself to do what feels natural, you're going to start to look at yourself and be with yourself and then you will open up and start to heal. And as you heal yourself and I don't, like, you can come at it from whatever process you like in terms of, I, I believe you can live a very happy and healthy, content life, whether you're, whatever words you use to, to describe that. But mm-hmm. the, the impact you can have by getting to know yourself will be huge bigger than anything you can do if you're working for other people because when you feel better in yourself people automatically come to you and say how did you do that mm. and it's like and if you can find that space within yourself you can hold it for other people yeah, yeah. that's it isn't it so it's that, enabling that that so, energy yeah. yeah so you're creating work for yourself obviously mm-hmm. which is great and you're translating that into pieces of art yeah one of the things that i always have a um, of course, everyone does, but the the issue between m- putting a monetary value on the thing that you create, hmm. how do you reconcile that in your head? Um, I know you need to eat, and I, I, I guess that's probably a fundamental. But like, <laughs> but like actually, a, a, like a literal value, like this is this much, and this is this much. Like, what do you? How does it work for you in your head? I suppose that's that's again damn self worth. Yeah. So, uh, it was Picasso who said, you know does a sketch in 10 minutes and somebody says oh how much is that and he says some extortionate price and they go what do you mean it's like it took you two minutes he's like no it took my my entire life yeah yeah yeah, and there's such truth in that really is so the moment i let go of control people started asked to buy the paintings just constant messages god i love this piece i'd love have you stuff available can i get it so interesting the moment it happened and I remember I remember going through the process of letting go of control wow. 
So I did a show in 2016 called Feelings. Mm -hmm. Now, I suppose we're, we're jumping ahead there because I, I before <laughs> I did lots of other work towards this. So mm -hmm. I did an installation called Love Versus Fear mm -hmm. and the idea of where do you create from? And then I did a huge installation on time. And then that was about our relationship with time and our attachment to it and okay. that kind of perspective. Mm -hmm. So Feelings was then kind of they were outside of me and then I was coming inward. And yeah, by looking yeah, at feelings, yeah. it was like, how how do they look? What do they look like? Um, how do I express them? And it's like, and as I went on that journey, I was like, oh, it has to be this way or it has to be that way. And it was like, I, my own limitations were visually in front of me. And mm. I was like, oh, I'm trying to box this. Mm -hmm. I was like, because I'm so uncomfortable with them being everywhere yeah. Yeah, yeah. that I'm just like, no, <laughs> yeah, and it's like so. I was containing them into these shapes, yeah. and I was like, okay, this is this is it. If I just keep it in there, and I was like, and I was like, oh god, this is like exhausting. I was like, you know, and uh, because I thought it would be more valuable if I just pushed it all in there, I was like, and then, and then, so it, it started off, and if anyone who knows me and hears this, they'll be laughing. Oh, here he goes again about the rocks. <laughs> so I, I used to be down the beach meditating all the time. I'd go down there nearly every day to meditate and uh, I would look and uh, observe and um, I looked at the rocks and I'd be like, okay, they're like all different shapes and sizes. Most people walk over them and they don't think anything and it's like, hmm. and I started to pick them up. It's like, okay, different sizes. I was like, God, really different textures. And then I was like, wow, they're so different, all of them. They all look the same from here but then when you go into the details it's like god oh, it's just like people we're all different shapes and sizes and, and all these different kind of colors and textures are how we feel mm. and i was like you really don't know how someone else feels on the inside we look the same on the outside but you don't know what's going on mm. so i was like how could i express that and i was like so i started painting all these kind of um graph more graphic pieces it was like a, a, a block color and then i would do a section mm -hmm. of color and I would, and that was my moment of freedom. I was like, oh, it's just, that'll be it. And it was like, and then I put them all beside each other. And the idea was when people looked at them, it was like they were naturally going to pick one out mm. that they would be more drawn to. Okay. Now, why were they drawn to that one? They didn't know. They're just like, it just is. So that's a good feeling and that's trust. Mm. So I was creating an experience where they could kind of go, I like that one and I don't know why and I don't need to question that value. Mm. And I was like, but it would naturally, everyone would be drawn to something. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so we're all drawn to different things, but we don't know why, and that's a visual representation of what that looks like. So by creating that for other people, I was like, okay, maybe that's what it looks like for them. And then I was like, but I still didn't know what mine looked like. Yeah. And I was like, and then another day I went and I was like, and I got paper, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm just gonna gonna push out the boundaries a bit. So I take the edges of the paper and made a square. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's going wild. Like <laughs> I was like, and uh, the. And I painted it and, and it, it bled through the tape on the edges of it. And I was like, oh God, I was like, that's actually kind of nice. Like breaking that little boundary. And it's like, you know, it's just like a child color inside the lines. Yeah. It's like, it has to be right. It has to be proper. All ideas in my head that I'd learned. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, this is kind of exhausting. And then uh, my friend at the time was kind of, we were working on a project together and she, she'd know me very well. We lived together and everything at different points and stuff. So she was like, she's like, hmm, you find it hard to just, let yourself paint, don't you? And I was like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you know, you're kind of, kind of like, God, I, I do, don't I? And it was like, and uh, so she was like, why don't, why don't you just kind of try it? I was like, okay, and uh, and uh, so I was kind of allowing things to move a bit more, and then with that, I like, 
you have your whole human life going on as well, yes. not just being an artist. And you're yeah. like, and uh, I had gone through um, what for me was a significant breakup, which is that that point where you're like, oh, like every song on the radio could either be a, a love song or the worst song in the world you've heard, and you, it's because you're attaching your feelings <laughs> to it. And you're going, I don't know what I feel. <laughs> and I was like, and it just got to the point where I was like, I just needed to paint. Mm. I was like, okay, and then it started to really, and I was like, and uh, I was like, okay, let go paint let go and it's like and the, this became more comfortable for me and then i was like and as i was painting then i would feel the moment that i'd start to try and control it for an expected result yeah and i was like oh that's very different god i don't like that feeling i was like hmm uh, and it became like I, I was meditating a lot at this point but yeah. it was like i was like i started to feel that that same feeling of presence when i was painting and i was like wow oh right so before mm. that you really when you were being an artist you weren't really in the moment when you were creating, you were like creating very much from a visceral... Yeah, when I was painting graffiti years ago, it was okay, yes. that yeah. way, and yeah. it was kind of like, and you know, we spoke earlier about skills, mm. skills, and, and mm. I, I could do it, I could paint anything perfectly, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But th that doesn't have that raw Something feeling that people yeah. are attracted to, mm. including yourself, mm. because I was blocked. Okay, yeah. And um, so this was the kind of journey of getting into that space yeah, and yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. and it was starting to flow through me and yeah. a lot of artists would talk about that mm. that you're almost channeling and you're a vessel and it comes through you mm. and when that happens you're really you're letting go of any expectation of yourself mm. and you're not painting for a perceived value yeah. you just need to do it yeah. and do you think when you express that need or let that open that channel like spiritually speaking mm -hmm. are you drawing from something internally or do you think you're drawing from something externally and if it's so do you characterize that in any particular way or like do you uh, have a belief system around that or yeah well like i mean i do an awful lot of work in that area as well okay. so uh since i was a child i could see a lot energetically around people and um i i could see spirits when i was a child and uh -huh. i wouldn't be religious okay. but i i was like okay but i had a lot of fear around that because nobody understood mm. so and i mean i have some very scientific friends and I have friends from all walks of life, yeah. which is what makes it interesting yeah. because what we perceive something to be is is limited by our understanding of life. Mm -hmm. And um, certain things just were, and I would know things and that intuitive side. So, but when I lived up here, I blocked it all out. Okay. So as as I came back down, that all started to open up as well. Oh, interesting. So that idea of connecting from a higher place oh, wow. um, is very much part of the work now. Oh. And when you allow yourself to flow, it's complete trust, mm. and it, and then it comes out. And I was I was painting, and then afterwards understanding what I had just gone through, yeah. and yeah. I was like, whoa. And I had one piece in that feeling show called Remembering, and I painted it, and I was like, and it was very intense painting. Like I, when I paint, it's very physical, and it's your whole body, and it's fast, and it's like there's no room to think. Mm -hmm. And that's, I suppose, I've created that so that I can enjoy the process for yeah, myself. Yeah. And I painted what looked like a, almost like a heavenly landscape. And it was like, and uh, and for years people said, oh, who's your favorite painter, and what do you like? And I was like, I always had these ideas of paintings in my head. And I was like, and I felt like a, an older paint, painter and I was like maybe it's something like a Turner mm -hmm. you know something like that and I was like but I was like but I, I don't know who it is but I feel like I've seen the artist's work but I don't know who they are and then I was like I had this painting in front of me and I was like and I could hear you need to put a cream line across it and I was like and then I was like straight away I was like but what about if I ruin it and they were like oh, oh, this is the conversation <laughs> in my head and I'm going and then they were like well 
it's not it's you know I can't ruin it it's not it's not, it's not anything yeah. yeah and it's like I was like okay so I was like got all this cream paint and I was like here we go and it just it went across it like a lightning bolt and I stepped back and I went oh my god I've seen this before I was like for real yeah I was like I was like this is this is the work that I've seen that I used to think about and I was like oh my god and I was like wow that must have been a serious moment yeah so I called it remembering because it was that idea of I am now stepping into what I always knew I was Mm. but by letting go of who I thought I was I'm I'm becoming it Mm. and that was realizing my own potential and and only through this huge process had I gotten to this point Mm. so I stepped away from that painting going okay well my life has changed. <laughs> wow. I was like, wow. there we go. I hope you didn't sell that one. I did, yeah. I did. <laughs> Everything <laughs> needs to... <laughs> it's gone to a loving home. That's where it needs so. to be. You, can get, you haven't need a key to that place. I, yeah. I, I could do, I'm sure, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'll go visit them all at some point. <laughs> yeah. but, it, yeah. but even that, it's like when people say about art, it's like, you know, oh, can you let them go? And it's do you find that difficult? Thing, and like, but that's attachment. Yeah. And like, we all know that if, if you can live a life of non-attachment, mm. you'll be much happier. So I, the, the, the joy and the need in that moment was to create the piece. Mm. Once that had happened, I had learned what I needed from it. Yeah. Now it's gone off to live a separate life. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And it's like, and I need space. Mm. I don't need the paintings. I need to, it's process. Mm. Yeah. So it's like, I spend time with them. I, I have, um, uh, walls in the house and I, I have paint, lots of paintings in there too and I sit with them and I'm like okay and I actually uh, you know Gerhard Richter and mm. um, uh, I looked at his work and a documentary once and he has a, a room in his house that he puts his paintings and he just hangs it there for six months and he looks at it and, and he sits with it and that's it and, it, and it's very interesting because mm. often before that I never really sat with the work and now it's like it's like I spend time and I'm like oh Mm. oh that's what that is now and it's yeah. like and oh, nice things crystallize for you after the fact yeah because yeah. because i can't know the value of it yeah if i if i was a, i'd be trying to create value yeah which would be the block that's mm. the thing you have to really resist yeah, yeah. Wow. so and do you when you're talking about that kind of connection and that channeling mm. for you is that an external thing that's channeling through you or do you have that feeling of we are all that and then that's the manifestation of that. You know, um, is there yeah, an external yeah. or, or is it all? Uh, it's all, but it feels external mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm. So I suppose the closer you are to yourself, the more you are just love. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and everything would, would resonate from that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're kind of allowing... Oh, I want to go. <laughs> go, move, go, go, full move, please do. <laughs> I mean, uh, if you're looking at it from this perspective, when you go inward, you're going through your layers of who you think you are to to get to the point where you are, you don't know anything. Mm. And when you can let go of knowing anything, mm-hmm. you become everything. Mm. So I would call this expansion. And it's like, and there's actually a piece over there that one mm-hmm. now that's the feeling of when you expand out mm-hmm. and you know that feeling yeah. i can see it in your face and yeah. you're going oh and, and you feel that come around you right yeah. and, and that goes further there's no limits to that no. that goes further and further and further and then you are yeah. mm-hmm. and that's presence yeah and it's like and only through presence can you have that because other if you're thinking of anything you're attaching to it mm-hmm. so when that happens 
you just become this moving physical body but I mean your energetic body can be anywhere mm. and, and doing the work and we all have guides and help with us uh, and that comes through in whatever way we need it yeah. um, but it's uh, it just flows through you then and it's kind of like oh and it's like yeah that's I don't know if that answers that. Yeah. You use the word guides. I think that's maybe your trigger. <laughs> <laughs> I think what's interesting is that feeling of expansion I find often when I'm meditating. It's very easy for me, it always has been, to get to that point of the expansion and the letting go of the external. Like, and we were just talking about this earlier on. You were talking about the, 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 the meditation. Yes, yeah, so this yeah. is lovely meditation that I do, um, that I would guide in my classes and that I do for myself, which is about placing a, a star on each finger and then each toe and then third eye center yeah. and you start off by marking head feet and hands so you have the five external points of your body and you're breathing out to those and then exhaling back to your center yeah. and you so you're just having that sense of expansion and contraction and then you start marking where the edge so you make the constellation of your body within the feeling of the night sky mm. and then eventually you let go of that so you feel that you're one constellation within many constellations mm. so usually that's in a room then mm. everyone be their own constellation so yeah. you so you have the sense of yours and everyone's and then you have the sense of just being one in that night sky um so often when i'm meditating i find it really easy to get to that point of expansion and letting go of the edges of my body and that feeling of me having this this physical body and just being a breathing being and I'll be in that and then there'll just always be a moment where my body does mm. and I'm dragged back in you mm. know where I've stopped because it's it's your heart actually really you know I always get that feeling of the heart's really slowed and the breathing slowed so there's almost nothing and there's yeah. space and that's that moment for me of like okay now I'm in this mm. but always at that moment my body goes, oh, I haven't breathed, yeah, bam, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're back into that reality of like, oh, okay, I've breathed, and then, so. That moment for you, do you know what that feeling is then when you come jumping back to the body? It's fear, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's definitely led by fear of what happens if I don't breathe, wait, I haven't yeah. breathed, am I going to die now? So then you've jumped from here mm. to here. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so now you're observing yourself rather than being. Mm. Yeah. And so as soon as the fear kicks in, you go, because yes. you're not being yeah so when you expand out and you're connecting with everything that is you're not thinking about it you can't no. yeah. you're being yeah, yeah, yeah i can't be looking at us having this conversation if i'm in the conversation mm. so if you want to connect outwardly you have to be in it mm. and it's like so you have to let go of the fear yeah and everyone has fear and that's okay yeah. and depending everyone's sensitivity is at different levels for their learning in this life and what mm -hmm. they need and a lot of people have that ability to to go out and expand and but they're usually blocking themselves with fear and it's like usually from an experience in life where they've gone that far and it's like oh uh and then it's it's a muscle reflex or a trigger yeah, 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 yeah. so you build trust towards that and meditation is the way to do that mm -hmm. and it's like and you know there's a lot of people with sensitivity who take drugs and, and they're they're just, I need to escape and that feeling of, and they're gone. And it's like, but they're in no control in that, a healthy control in that environment. And it's like, but when you meditate, you're going and like that moment, you're building, you're building, you're building and you go, oh, too far, back down your ladder. And, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and that that feeling is, is repetition and process until you become comfortable. And it's like, and it's never a, a guarantee that you'll be able to just take off it's like okay i have to allow myself and then trust so i suppose letting go of the fear 
there is that it's like that final jump there is the mm. you, you know even as i've chatted about it you're like but you know you can get to that point yeah so then you're kind of going inward and you look at why there might be that block mm. and it's like and it, it it's a, a block is always there to protect you at some point yeah so you you've instilled this because at some point it was too much yeah and you're like oh so but then that block starts to hold you back yeah and it's uh, and it's like okay now how do i release that mm. and it's like i'm slowly chipping away at it it's like mm. i peek ahead around it and kind of look at it and it's like okay and that's where like i said when i was 17 and i was doing um yoga and i meditated i understood my own experience i was like oh that's natural for me and it's yeah, like i didn't yeah. go back into it for years but when i did i was like oh yeah i know that so that's where you start to build up your experiences in life and did you um in your journey of self-discovery that you've gone through and that you're obviously going through of course but as we all are you did you use external references like talking therapy or hypnosis or like any did you did you use kind of therapists you want for want of a better word in order to help you get past some of these blocks when you came across them yourself or did you did you find that sitting with yourself was enough to give you that awareness of what needed to be surpassed or overcome where um i hmm. I had I had lots of experiences throughout my life and some very powerful ones that were to the point that you'd question are you mad mm. and you'd be like okay what is this I mean mm. if I said this to anyone that they would think I'm crazy mm. and it's like uh, so I searched a little bit um, and I, I remember going to a, a kind of um, a lady's talk one day with a friend I, I have a friend who I have lots of friends who are very sensitive <laughs> but at this point I had I had this friend and we were kind of learning similar lessons at the same time we went to see this lady and and it was kind of went in and there was angel cards and sat down around like okay this is interesting exciting and it was like and i was like okay taking it all in and i looked at her and i was like okay this is interesting i could see the need in people in the room and i was like wow do you know people really need clarity and understanding and help to move forward and I, I needed my own as well. I was like, but I was like, I'll just observe this experience, go through it. And then afterwards I went home to talk to her and uh, I, I asked her about an experience that I had and I learned what I needed from that day, but oh my God, the judgment. I was right. like, okay. she turned and went like this with her physical body. And I went, wow. I was like, you have a lot of work to do, lady. I was like, hmm? yeah, she's not your teacher. That's for sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. But I still learned a lot. Still learned. I still learned from that experience. Okay, yeah. So I put myself into an environment, had my own experience, and I was like, hmm. my friend and I left, and we went, oh my god, that well, that that was hilarious. But it was like <laughs> Jesus. It's like, and my friend saw that lady again a few years later doing charity work, and uh, in a community center, and she just said, wow, she obviously got, she got the lesson she needed to learn. Oh wow, oh that's cool. But you could see it in her. Yeah. Because and not there was no badness in that lady at that point that's where she was at and anyone with sensitivity has to understand themselves mm. but also finding a person who sees without judgment mm. yeah and who has actually done the work on themselves so yeah. i know lots of people now who are very sensitive but they do the work on themselves before they go to help anyone else mm -hmm. because anything you haven't looked at in yourself uh -huh. will be projected outward yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, true, isn't yeah. It? so that's the so i met a lady then uh in about four years ago and she's in Tullamore mm -hmm. and she's unbelievable and for me 
you know but, mm-hmm. and it's like and uh, I remember going down to her for a reading and it was like um I sat in and it was a uh, it was about 10 minutes in we were like looking and she was like usually now I'd say if someone's had a physical ailment or mm-hmm. you know where when this happened in their life she's like you look like you've been hit by a train <laughs> I was like I was like okay and I was like but I was very skeptical I mean yeah. really I was headsy and I was like I'm just gonna like I'm going to check everything out here before I say yeah, a word yeah, like yeah. and uh, and the, she started to speak and I was like oh my god I've got 50 minutes left and this is the first person I've met in my entire life who actually understands anything and I was like wow. crap and that for me was I started to speak and I understood you know truth resonates mm. yeah. and it was like wow so um, I've been going to that lady for years okay, and yeah. uh, and I've done workshops with her and it's all experiential learning and it was like and I know now that the first day I walked in there she knew everything mm. a lot more about me than I knew about myself mm. and it's like and and to have the understanding that I need to learn my own lessons in mm. my own time mm. and to see me in that present moment mm-hmm. and give me that space well she's a miracle worker like yeah absolutely. so but still to be able to facilitate change at some level yeah. as well to still be actually like holding your hand through it or whatever yeah, you at some level, yeah. well you know people have to want to do the work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know no one can do the work for you because you won't learn the lesson yeah. and we're here to learn for ourselves yeah so i did the work i i meditated i i spent time with myself i mm-hmm. i stopped feeding the story in my head and my ego and 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 yes, I got to a point where I was like, oh, I'm fully healed in this life. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm brilliant. I'm going through Done. my past lives. And I was like, what? I will never think that again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like, yeah, I, I had to go through my own learning experience. And then, and it humbles you. Mm-hmm. And I, I made lots of um, beautiful friends along the way who have very interesting perspectives uh, about life. And I feel like, Whatever label you use, like spirituality, I think spirituality, science, um, mindfulness, it's all going towards self-development and mm-hmm. self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and the the people that I know that are spiritual, we'll say, are the most grounded people that that I know. They're 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 not running around going, I am this and I am that. Yeah. That's an attachment. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they are living and being. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. So I suppose to meet someone so grounded and with no, for, for a better word, airy fairiness, yeah. for me was very comforting that I was like, oh, you can just be yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and you can live it, not talk about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was, uh, and I still go to this lady and uh, and I'm constantly learning and everything's expanding and each week you're like, oh my God. So the more you know, the more you know you don't know anything. Yeah. And, and you become very comfortable in the unknown, yeah. which is where most people are terrified. That's the bit you're talking about earlier, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think um, your latest exhibition was about making these paintings that express how the inside of your head looks when you're meditating, something around this? Yeah, so it was called Floating and it was for Barbara or Children's Festival and uh, the work was painted outside kind of through presence and it was the idea of allowing yourself to create like a child and because children are present they they are being and they don't they don't observe themselves and think about am i being or not they're just doing it so the work was to to create that space where i worked that way mm-hmm. and then um to allow whatever came out to come out and to know that that's enough 
Now yeah. that's that's a big journey to to kind of create something. And go, hmm, that's enough. That's the challenge. That's isn't it? the Artistic process, challenge. Isn't it? Yeah, and for anyone to question it is fine. You know, they mm. go, oh well, you know, that, could that be a bit more? Could be, but but their own questioning of that is their own journey. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. it's like why is that person need to question it? Yeah. What is what is where are they at? And there's no right or wrong. So self acceptance and self worth in that process. Um, but to work on on that idea of allowing it to come through you. Mm-hmm. And that that's what it was. And it's like and I and I wouldn't say it's my head at all. I'd say it's much more from here, the, the heart and the gut. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as well something that needs to be cleared up for people is the idea of that there's more value in your head, your heart or your gut. Mm-hmm. you need all three mm-hmm. if you're living in one of them you're out of sync mm-hmm. and it's like so people need to understand you have to have a healthy mindset mm-hmm. and it's like and you have to kind of heal yourself in your heart and go into the feelings that you've stored there and your brain is very smart in the fact that it it blocks them down mm-hmm. to protect you yeah and it's like but you you have to understand that you need both and then your gut everyone's using their gut yeah. at some level and i often when i talk to people i'm like if you cut away your five senses and you're put in an environment how would you feel and you're like oh i wouldn't feel anything i was like no you'd still feel something it's a really interesting yeah. thought isn't it yeah mm. you sort of instincts you sort yeah. of nervous system response to things yeah, yeah. so it's like what is that yeah and it's like what sense is that yeah wow interesting yeah uh, and to realize that if you were to cut off all five senses that we're stimulating constantly by being busy mm-hmm. that there's a whole other sense that you haven't developed yeah. and you're like okay now can i live in this world without always stimulating those senses mm. and allow my other sense to grow it's a great way of putting it that's cool i haven't mm. really heard anyone put it like that before it's great mm. yeah nice and simple there's um something i keep hearing keep referring back to there's um in it's a south sea island culture where they have like three the three brains they call it the, yeah. gut, the heart and the head and they largely they consider the, the gut the most the dominant brain actually yeah and, and then the heart secondary and then the head they have the same word for for the brain in their head as they do for when they get their fishing nets tangled which is cool and it's like a, you know i can't remember what the word is but it makes so much sense and yeah. it, it shows you like that instinctive approach to kind of like just put a little like stop check before allowing this one to take control yeah um it's powerful that's that's brilliant yeah isn't it yeah like the more in tune like so you know we talked earlier about being able to sit with yourself mm. the more you sit with yourself the more you'll start to feel everything in your body and it's like mm-hmm. your brain has a beat and a rhythm and so does your heart and so mm-hmm. does your gut and they all kind of have separate beats and then you'll feel when they're aligned mm-hmm. and you can tune into them one at a time mm-hmm. and when you align them all they start kind of coming in and that's where your vibration starts to come in and when you can feel your vibration rooted in your spine that's where everything starts to resonate from and just because people aren't consciously aware of it doesn't mean it's not happening yeah you know yeah. so we're all doing it but we just don't know it and that's that other sense isn't yeah. it funny how we we find it easier to accept like we know the heart has a beat mm. and like lots of people would know the kidneys have their own little mm. beat and they might kind of accept that mm. but in class you know if i'm talking about stuff everyone will go yes the heart great and mm. then probably when i talk about the kidneys they'll go yeah the kidneys mm. but then you try something else and it's just a bit too like oh no you're gone woo woo can't yeah. Yeah. can't do that it's weird, isn't it, that we have certain accepted things that we feel are... And like, and I wouldn't say that's wrong either, because mm. it's like, blind faith is very dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Fair point, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, I, I don't... The net will catch you. Step over the cliff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh, but 
say even when you're teaching you're creating a space mm. to allow someone to have their experience yeah. mm. and as far as they need to go for themselves in that moment mm. and it's like so someone might feel it they mightn't say anything for two years that they felt it They're like i actually did feel something yeah but that's for them yeah. and you don't need to know that for no. to be of value you're just holding the space and it's like yeah, yeah. so in that moment you're kind of you begin to understand that everyone is feeling things but usually like mm. i talk to people often that say i've never said that out loud to anyone like yeah that's okay i was like i remember when i was like that and it's all going around in your head and you're like and and what what we need to do is allow ourselves to have experiences to build trust because it all comes back to trust again and you're like okay but how removed you are from yourself is how removed you are from everyone so the block between loving yourself is the block between any relationship you have and that that as you get to know yourself and love yourself more then allows you to connect with others and to be open and vulnerable and then to share these experiences to build trust again mm-hmm. but uh yeah i think <laughs> do you and when you work you talked a little bit before about when you host workshops and stuff mm. do you do workshops with children or with adults or with both um i suppose i uh, like i do, so with barbara there um we did a week of workshops where children were coming in from schools and we were looking at the exhibition and they would come in and we'd, we'd talk about the work and find their favorite pieces and then maybe what do feelings look like to them and where do they go in their imagination and stuff and then we did a, a very kind of mindful exercise of floating so children are daydreamers mm-hmm. so are adults but we'll, d- we'll just save the children well, for now yeah <laughs> and it's like all the teachers are in the workshops too kind of going oh my god <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they need it more than the children to be honest yeah. sure but uh so i would look at the the workshop as floating and then bringing awareness to that space that we go to so when we daydream we're drifted off somewhere Mm. you know because when someone goes like that you're like and then you're like where was i (laughs) it's like now to bring awareness to that journey to that space Mm -hmm. is knowing where you go when you don't want to be in the present moment yes Mm. now if you could bring awareness to that space and go there when you feel the need to rather than Mm -hmm. when you're trying to escape you're building a practice with yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that brings like, a toolkit as well. Yeah. Like, uh, it incidentally happens. Yeah. 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 So, and children need mm. that that awareness at this level. I mean, they're so on it. I mean, mm. th- like, I think to underestimate children is a, an adult's need to feel important because, totally. you know, you look at a child and the child will tell you the truth. An adult doesn't want to hear the truth. Mm. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I, don't, I can't deal with that. So by listening to children, you'll see that they actually are observing everything. I mean, children see everything at home. They're building their whole personalities around this. And then they're interacting with each other based on what they're learning. And it's like, so they need tools to let themselves be. And, uh, And so do adults. So I suppose in that area, like it's only beginning with the kind of workshops from the mindful aspect of, mm-hmm. of becoming aware of yourself yeah and um, i've taught children since i was 16 i was when i was 16 i was this uh, youth worker saw me and he was like you can paint he was like can you teach people and i was like i, yeah, I think so yeah and he was like and he was like okay so he was like he set it up and i was like and i started teaching 16 year olds how to paint when i was 16. really so well, that's that, interesting. Yeah, my yeah. learning then as well started to increase because I was already able to handle 10 people painting at the same time as me. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And when I was younger, I debated being a primary school teacher. But then I was like, I'm not, I can't be a teacher. I was like, I need to be an artist. And mm-hmm. I was like, but I always liked 
that idea of sharing and learning at the mm. sa- at the same time. What was the classroom as a venue the turn off for you, or what was the turn off? It was just a gut feeling at that okay. time. Okay. But now it would be like teachers have it tough. <laughs> oh my god, I I could not do what they do. I I couldn't work for anyone to be honest. <laughs> I, I mean, who who thinks it's okay to go around spending the day on your phone and meditating? I mean, it's like there's no that no boss is willing to pay you for that. So, um, so yeah, how perverse the world is that we're not allowing that to happen. Yeah, the one thing we need to pay for. Yeah, except for except for cigarette breaks, which I always laugh about because they're just breathing exercises. Yeah, that's you, what I always say. Yeah, 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 you yeah. need to have a cigarette to be allowed to do it, but it's yeah, yeah. literally what I was saying. Yeah. So there you go, Dan. Yeah. But I never took up smoking, so I never got yeah. the benefits. Um, but the, I suppose, so I was teaching from an early age and I've, I've done lots of that. And mm. I mean, even now doing art workshops, I've collaborated with lots of different people and up to like 70 people all creating at the same time. Mm. So you have to be able to understand, you know, people walk in the door, they've got their whole life and whatever happened that day. Mm-hmm. And then you're going, okay, uh, we're, go- we're gonna start this process now. And the, one of the most recent one, ones I did was with Contempo, they're a string quartet and oh. it was a, a silent event. So um, everyone came in. Immediately, what I thought you were going to say. (laughs) (laughs) They everyone took off their shoes, and it was just mark making. And it's like um, my housemate said, it's called a beautiful constraint, where you give one guideline, and it's like the idea is you create from that moment, from that restriction, Mm -hmm. and it's like not to feel limited, but to understand what you can do with that. Yeah, that's that's hugely freeing, isn't it? Because often it's the the freedom that stops us from being free exactly mm. whereas if you if you allow us to have like okay well this is your yeah, thing your you then have the ability yeah. to be free within that exactly because no one is comfortable with complete freedom yeah. even though they're like i want that yeah when you get it you're like that's yeah. terrible. and then yeah and then you're petrified and you don't move yeah mm. so what you need to is get comfortable with that because then you're completely responsible for yourself if someone gives you complete freedom to do anything you realize that you're responsible for yourself yeah which most people don't want to take it's absolutely ter- I, I still clearly remember when my dad died and um, we went out my dad died in an airplane crash and um, we had to fly out two days afterwards to Nepal for my mom to go and identify the remains or all of that stuff and so my mom was in this deep process of grieving her husband and we were nine and four you know, so she was also had these two yeah. little kids and tr- trying to process this stuff. And I remember being in this hotel room in Nepal, and my mom was having to leave to go and identify remains. And also, she was the only person on the plane who had ever been to Nepal. So all the other relatives, none of them had ever been to Nepal before. So she sort of became the de facto leader Christ. of everyone was coming to her. Where do we go? Can we drink the water? Can we do this? You know. So very hard situation, and she was having to go do those things, but she also couldn't take me and my brother to go identify the remains, or she didn't feel that was appropriate. So she was like, well, what are we, how am I going to leave them? Who's going to babysit them? How are we going to do this situation? So she'd left, she found someone anyway, I think it was the pool attendants to come and mind us in the bedroom. And we were obviously being really fractious because this major thing had happened and we weren't feeling safe and all these things. But I remember her coming back after what must have been a very long, hard day and being a bit maybe narky with us in some kind of a way and us acting out and pushing every button that we could for her to trigger her yeah. um, because we were we didn't feel safe. And I remember her just eventually going, okay, I don't care. I actually just don't care. Just do whatever you want. I, I'm just checking out. Do whatever you want. Yeah. And I so remember the fear. And yeah. we'd been asked, can we do this? Can we, it was like, yeah. can we eat this from the mini bar? Can we eat this from the mini bar? Can we go jump? Can we watch TV? Can we watch TV? Yeah. And just do whatever you want, anything. I don't care. 
and her going into the other room and that absolute visceral fear of what who's going to tell us what to do who's going to yeah. tell us what we can't where's do where's the edge where's yeah. the edge yeah. and i i so remember that feeling mm. so clearly and you see it in so many points in your life but it was mm. the first moment that i felt that yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't want to be just able to do whatever I want. It was, that was terrifying. And how similar is that feeling for when you... <laughs> to the meditation that I was going to... Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah. There you go. The same feeling. Yeah. I've done some work today, Lydia. <laughs> yeah. Like so for you, you can already understand where that unknown, unlimited space yeah. is. And how, as a human, to protect yourself you would go into that and it, and it would bring up that fear automatically, which is like very, it's a very big part of your life. Biggie. Mm. Biggie. So to move in a slightly, well, mildly different direction, you're, in terms of your own limitations and process, right? Like you choose a color palette, you choose a canvas size. What do you, like, what controls you creatively? What gives you, I mean, I know you're, you are a limitless energy, but like when it comes to actually putting something onto a, onto a page, how do you select your colors? How intuitive are you and how, how much do you try to limit that thing just to, just to challenge or ch like to, to see where those boundaries are or to see where your expectations or whatever lie in the real world versus this whatever expanse? Um, I suppose I, I, I have a canvas. I have paint. If you look over there, I have hundreds of I cans know, of paint. That's that's actually sorted out since yesterday. My poor little okay. sister gave me a hand. She's looking for Spotify Premium, so I was like, <laughs> so uh, she's like, I'll do this once a week. <laughs> she's, thir she's thirteen, so it's like she anything for no ads. Weird. <laughs> um, but I create a space for myself. And then I start. Mm. Now, I don't think about it. Okay. As soon as I try to think about it, I'm 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 trying to guide it, which is like, hmm, there is thought, right? So, to explain, I'll start. I'll start painting. I might pick a color. I might have a feeling. I'll go with the feeling. Maybe not, mm. because the first color I paint isn't going to exist in 20 minutes anyway. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, to think about that in the beginning is really just kind of trying and it's like so maybe I will some days but then within 20 minutes I know I'm not going to be doing that anyway yeah. so I let go if I start to control to control it yeah. I'll like bust a can of paint open on it yeah. Yeah. and I go okay now I need to respond yeah. and that's the difference between reacting and responding if I was reacting I'm, oh I've messed it up yeah. and it's kind of like it's not what I thought it was going to be mm -hmm. now how many people do that in life yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Most>. yeah. <laughs> But if you're looking at it from the perspective, I, I like stab the can of paint, it bursts everywhere, and then I'm going, now, here the fun begins. Mm. I'm ready to ride this wave. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, I've yeah. just caught it, and here we go. Right. And I dive in, and yeah. I start working with it. And everything yeah. that I've learned in my life, all the skills, how to manipulate the can of paint, the pressure, the, 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 uh, the body action, the movement, it all comes into play, but it's not thinking. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, intuitive yeah. at this point, yeah. and you're flowing, and, you're yeah. just, and you work in that space mm. and to maintain that. And it's like, uh, I have a good friend, Thubjan, he's a, he's a Buddhist monk, and um, he, he would teach a lot about meditation and looking at the brain. And it's like, you know, you're, you're in a cortisol state, your fear-driven state is cortisol in the brain. And you're like, okay, you're, you're panicking. And it's like, ah, oh, and we wake up every day with this, I have to. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's like, now, 
oxytocin is the loving state and it's like how do we get from cortisol to oxytocin mm-hmm. and it's like there's lots of different ways and it's like love hugs and um, um, and meditation is one it's like it, it it'll bring you from that so the time that it takes to go from your cortisol fear driven state to your oxytocin loving state is your resilience yeah so when you see some something happen in front of someone and they react yeah. they've they've lost control mm-hmm. now you see the same thing happen to someone and they've practiced their meditation and they're they're centered and they're comfortable in themselves they go okay before i react observe the situation understand exactly where that person is why this has happened in front of me and now respond from a loving and compassionate space yeah. and see what happens and how that transforms now that's going to be much more of a beautiful situation because the person who's broken down in front of you and maybe been angry or upset or you're going to allow them to release that in front of you in your space mm-hmm. and it'll transform into a healing act yeah yeah yeah. it's yeah, the yeah. same with the paint it explodes out it's like whoa and it's like now i'm going to allow that to transform because i'm not going to go oh god i've ruined it and fix it, fix it, fix it. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's just like okay how do i work with this now and yeah. that's where the intuitive side comes in but with the years of experience sure mm. sure okay yeah yeah it's a shame we're not teaching meditation in schools isn't it I think there are in some actually to be honest yeah. yeah there's lots like I mean it's coming in in different ways Wait, in different yeah. schools and okay, it's yeah. like and and I suppose like forcing people to do it as well it's an interesting idea yeah it? you know because it you know you can block people too so sure. for me it's about like distilling that down into the way of teaching mm. right so it's not about necessarily going and now we're going to meditate but it's just bringing those little ideas about mindfulness and presence Mm. into the classroom in a little in yeah. a drip format the whole yeah so that you just have the idea of that mm. that coming in like when somebody's holding that space they they need to have done the work on themselves too because mm. you know if if somebody's going in teaching you how to be yourself yeah then they really have to know themselves mm. and it's like so when you in, when you're creating a system around that and pushing it on people mm. you have yeah. to know where that person's yeah. at and it's like, like you're saying holding the space for them and seeing what comes out and being able to respond to that with yeah. the same love and kindness and compassion so i i feel like there's a great need for it and, yeah. and but also anyone teaching it's the, te- the teacher's situation really, yeah. Isn't it? yeah yeah exactly and it's like so anyone who's willing to work on themselves will will be able to do it with other people but like i mean i've met plenty of teachers that have struggled in their own lives and therefore could not facilitate the class mm. and it's like now that's not wrong they're suffering that's hard for them but when mm. they're impacting the next generation mm. yeah. then everyone's suffering yeah now if you bring that into to the environment of people getting to know themselves you really have to yeah, take check you know mm, yeah. so i feel like it will come in yeah and they'll be learning and it's like and even if a person is projecting their own stuff into that children could learn from that experience mm, totally. you know because if they judge it then that's a judgment in themselves yeah. yeah you know if they're angry that's an anger in themselves so even in that but it's maybe not the ideal way to learn it no, 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 <laughs> but 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 there again they like you know if you're looking at it from a soul level like everyone's equal but some of these children coming in have way more awareness than we do mm. yeah, totally. you know what i mean Big so yeah. if the teacher yeah, can yeah, listen yeah. that might be their learning yeah. mm. um, for sure 
cool. Well, listen, thank you so much for the chat, man. Yeah, it's gone all been. sorts of directions. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, we've got a lot from it. I really a lot from it. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we need to pay for the session. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we're to put a value on it, that's for sure. Um, yeah. no, no, but it's, it's been really, really amazing, genuinely. And, and, and astonishing to see the kind of the depth of thought that goes into the lack of thought. Um, that's that's really impressive. Yeah. You know. All the way out to come back to what you were in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so it, isn't it? Yeah. Arriving back. Mm. And oh god, it's beautiful. It's just they're beautiful. They're beautiful as well. So they're, they're very beautiful. reflective. And it's funny because I don't feel like I don't know. It's the, like a lot of my response to a lot of the color palette wouldn't be what I like. You know, what I've built around what I like as a color palette. Mm. But my response to each piece is actually really. I really feel like embraced by all of them in different ways and there's such different character within them as well it feels like almost different artists which i think yeah. speaks to what you're saying about that maybe that, that external channel mm. and um, hopefully works so thank you thank you really. thank you very yeah. much cheers <laughs> um thank yeah you, so uh we'll like outro thank you very much for watching uh, <laughs> thanks for being a part of it away over there in the corner and um you guys obviously please uh, like and subscribe as usual and post your comments below and any um, thoughts you have to share about this or other things with, with Finbar, we'll obviously post some links where you can get hold of him. And uh, yeah, we look forward to chatting to you soon. Have I missed anything? No, that's it. Happy days. Bye bye. <laughs>
E is for goddamn ethics. Ethics. Ethics in a company. So um, when Usest approached Dr. Robert Verkirk of the Alliance for Natural Health uh, three years ago to produce a, 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 a multivitamin, he said, no, because you'll make me compromise on my ethics, you'll make me compromise on my standards. Mm -hmm. And so they said, uh, okay, well, what if we don't make you compromise? He said, like, okay, well, give it a shot. And so he gave it one shot, and they have a product called Good Green Stuff, which is what Robert Kirk says is the ultimate in terms of nutritional everyday needs for 99% of, of all the audience. Go on. S. S. S is for sweating. Uh, if you're a fan of sweating, then use this helps your muscles recover big time. So you've got leucine, arginine, valine, isoleucine, all the ones that are really key amino acids for growth hormone. T. T is for teetering on the brink of failure. <laughs> <laughs> but yet, luckily, we took our new lesson, so we're just about... We're just going to make it through. Yay! Yay, we Let's see. It. Oh, like we haven't, we haven't failed yet. No. How much longer do you reckon you've got? I'm kind of, I'm reaching, we're shaking. I'm reaching, shaking as well. I'm yeah. like, where is it hurting the most? Uh, quads. Yeah, but where in the quads? The front of them? Uh, the middle of them? Yeah, did it. Oh, burning more than shaking though. So bad. <sighs> um, so we probably finished. Okay. <laughs> One of us so has to fail. Remember our, our code. Holy oh. moly. Remember our code. Wellness15. Wellness15. Use us on code UK. Go. Best of luck. <laughs> ah! I win. Yay. <laughs>